unless you've been living in a cave this past month, then chances are you've heard about NEST, the National Emergency Services Support Task Force, that is being fronted by DE Group Chairman Paul Ford. Well, now NEST is actively seeking recruits to the task force, we caught up with Paul and with his colleague Mark Smith to find out more about NEST. I started by asking Paul to explain precisely what NEST is and what it hopes to achieve. NEST is the uh, National Emergency Services Support Task Force. Um, it's a mechanism um, for supporting the emergency services, particularly USAR, uh, in, a, in a blue light phase of any of their responses. Um, instances where they know they've got persons trapped or they suspect they have persons trapped. Um, or they need just some structural advice to enter a, a building uh, safely, they just want some support on that. Uh, or where vital infrastructure could have been compromised or could be about to be compromised and they need some advice uh, on, on the possible reaction of a building or structures. Um, you know, NEST members, it's uh, an opportunity for NEST members to provide some pro bono support to the emergency services. It's, it's our opportunity as an industry to be seen, to be giving something back, uh, which I think is really important and readily available. It's just some inconvenience and some, some expertise to support these people. Um, and it's obviously an accolade to be recognised as an industry expert in our field um, within a, a complicated, difficult industry to be able to say, you know, and we can support the emergency services um, at a certain points in time. I mean, they're huge, hugely qualified, trained individuals. Um, but that doesn't stop them needing somebody else in the room to just inform their decisions. And that's what NEST is about. It's about helping them um, have an informed decision and just reaching out and getting expert advice to either ratify their thinking or, or, or actually just give them something they just simply didn't know um, and just reassure them. That's what NEST um, can provide. How will NEST liaise with the fire service? Good question, Mark. The, ordinarily, the, the Urban Search and Rescue Advisor, Colin Energy UA, would arrive at a scene uh, and make an assessment based on his understanding and knowledge of the incident and, and what is required from the, the Urban Search and Rescue team, and then make an informed decision on what further assistance could, could be provided through NEST. Once that decision has been made, he will then contact NEST through the dedicated 24-7 telephone number or through the London Operations Centre, or on a national basis through the National Resilience and Assurance Team, who will then determine the level of response required to a particular incident. Now that could be a, a simple means of looking at um, photographs or looking at imagery from drones through a secure communications network, or in some cases it could actually mean responding on site. And when you respond on site, all NEST members will have the requisite PPE um, and logo PPE and identification cards, along with the, 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 the documentary, the pack that supports the, the, the incident response, uh, which will include um, assessment forms, uh, decision-making logs, and will help the responder really support that urban search and rescue team in making the right decisions. So what specific skill sets are you looking to recruit? 
So we're looking for um, structural engineers, um, structural engineers that come with uh, experience of temporary works, obviously. Um, temporary works in a, a demolition environment, ideally. Um, obviously, uh, demolition engineers, IDE members, non-IDE members, people that have good experience around temporary works and, of course, preferably dangerous structures. Um, we're looking for demolition contractors, um, demolition contractors that hold that skill set uh, within their businesses. Um, and we are not precluding anybody that comes with a, a skill set that they believe would be beneficial to be on a register to support the emergency services if they reach out for a certain type of skill. So yeah, we're, we're, we're very open, um, but we are quite focused in the primary uh, objectives of, of membership, which is centered around temporary works, demolition engineering, yeah, advice and uh, experience around how a, a building can react, will react, um, and could be uh, uh, supported in a temporary condition to enable emergency services to do a certain um, recovery um, or, 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 or response. How will you go about selecting members? Well, Mark, in the first instance, we were looking for for, for recognised experts, industry recognised experts, to put forward their CV to Nest. And what we're looking for is demonstrable experience in dealing with and remediating dangerous structures and working in, in these types of, uh, of dangerous and very technically challenging environments. The initial response and, and questionnaire will be completed, and that will be then peer-reviewed by members of the Nest board. They will also take into account their geographical location, Bear in mind, this is looking to be a nationwide provision. On the initial sweep through those applications, we were then looking to interview potential candidates or potential Nest members um, online via Teams or Zoom. And that interview will be undertaken by, again, by recognised industry experts. Uh, and that peer review will then determine whether a member is successfully actually joining the Nest team. So will there be a membership charge? Uh, individual members of... Uh, Nest will not be asked to pay an annual subscription or membership fee. Um, you know, we really do appreciate that individuals making themselves available you know, for 24-7 responses um, that, that may or may not happen it is, is, a, is a contribution enough. Um, but we are asking corporate members if they can pay £1,000. That's almost a support mechanism, a, a sponsorship of, of Nest uh, on an annual basis to enable us to administer the company uh, it's a not-for-profit company, of course. Um, no one's going to get a salary from this. No one's going to get a benefit in kind from this. Um, all we are going to do is maintain a healthy website and provide suitable, adequate training, uh, which will include training on uh, on, the, on the training ground, which Mark will run through in a moment. Um, so there is there is a small charge for uh, corporate members, um, but no charge for private individuals. This kind of work is going to be exceptionally demanding. Will there be specific training available for Nest members? Well, yes, Mark. We're going to look to build on the um, the links we have with London Fire Brigade, in particular London Fire Brigade USAR teams. And we attend a, a regular annual training event, um, which is typically held in Lincolnshire. Uh, and this event will be inviting Nest members down to, to join us on the fire ground, at the incident ground, and to take, physically take part in incidents and to look at the command and control procedures, to look at the equipment that the fire brigade deploy to incidents and dangerous structure incidents, and also participate in source selection and work with the USAR operators to really understand how they work and the, the thinking and the doctrine that sits behind it all. 
In conjunction with this, we're looking to develop online training and CPD events that will supplement this physical on-the-ground training and build upon the knowledge that when a NEST member does is asked to or, or does respond to an incident, he has every tool in the in the in the tool in the tool chest to to enable him to give him the best advice possible. How many members do you think you'll need to provide the national coverage that is obviously necessary? So we are looking at um, having 30 individual members across the country, uh, certainly in England and Wales uh, to begin with. They will closely follow um, the, the, the locations of you know, obviously major cities and towns, but also the 21 USAR uh, teams that are spread across the country. Uh, we are hopeful that we can take this into Scotland as well, and there is a, a conversation in, in that regard happening as, as well. So 30 individual members, and then we're, to, we're supporting that with a further 20 uh, corporate members um, to to you know just just balance off because the corporate members have a greater ability to actually then send out some equipment should the local authorities come and get involved in a certain response and instruct us to get to to, to take further action. And that further action is actually a, is not part of NEST. As soon as the blue light phase passes over to a local authority, and the local authority instructs action, then you know that will become a that will become a commercial relationship between the entity, it's the, the private individual or the the, the, the corporate business, uh, and the local authority, and they will they will resolve those issues between them. Um, but obviously, the corporate entity has the art of plan. Uh, equipment, temporary works, material, you know, um, components, uh, and so forth. So uh, there's there's 30 individuals and 20 corporate across the country. Nest is a not-for-profit organisation, but I guess members will be looking for the administration of that organisation to be very open. How will you go about ensuring transparency to members? Sitting on the board of Nest, we have independent um, members drawn from the fire services, from the local authorities. And we have an accountancy expert there who will ensure good husbandry of the accounts. It's very, very much open book, very much transparent and very much auditable by anybody that's, uh, that's remotely interested in, in seeing, those, seeing those facts and figures and seeing what sits behind the organisation. It struck me that there are certain similarities between NEST and the National Federation of Demolition Contractors. Do you see NEST as a more focused and maybe more altruistic competitor to the NFDC? Mark, it's a very fair question, of course. I think um, you know, what I just spoke about in terms of, of sharing information um, is, is, is perhaps a little bit in competition with the NFDC, but that's not ultimately what I want to do at all. Uh, NEST is a very unique um, provision and it's a very unique skill set that, that sits in a, a very small part of our you know, very broad industry. Um, the NFDC, the IDE, um, are, are two very valuable parts to our industry as, as well, um, but it, it, it you know does seem to me that you know utopia would be to have one voice in our industry uh, that represents everything and, and these 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 parts, individuals, corporates, and specialisms should sit underneath that one voice, and that one voice you know might turn out to need some some some, some changes in the future. I don't know. Um, as I, again, as I mentioned a moment ago, the industry is going to get challenged and, and we as a collective need to think about how we present ourselves going forward um, and I suspect we might need to make some changes um, but NEST is not a competition, it is not in competition with the, the NFTC or IDE 
Um, it wants to it wants to take the best of everything that they've got um, to make Nest uh, a success. They've got to coexist. Um, they've got to they've got to share experiences across them willingly. You know to to benefit everybody in our industry. Uh, it's a cultural uh, maybe a bit of a cultural change to broaden the the, the access to that. Um, and and listen, I'm I'm not right. I could well be wrong on all of this, but um, looking at Nest. The short answer to your question is absolutely not, um, but I, I, I do hope that the that the industry, the NFDC and the IDE really get behind Nest uh, and, and we all go forward together uh, as something much better and much stronger, uh, something we're going to be very, very proud of moving forward. So I guess the final question is, how does a demolition company or a demolition engineer go about applying to become a member? Well, Mark, it's, it's quite straightforward, really. You can either contact us through the website, um, or either through myself and Paul's email address, which are, are going to be flashed up at the end of the end of the show.